Early Thursday afternoon, February 2nd, the Charlotte Hornets, who are on a six-game losing streak, and the Milwaukee Bucks, who are on a four-game losing streak, completed a trade, um, basically sending Miles Plumlee from the Milwaukee Bucks to the Charlotte Hornets in exchange for Roy Hibbert and Spencer Hawes, three big men uh, being shifted around here. Basically, um, this was a panic move uh, on the part of both teams. Uh, obviously, the the Hornets getting the best player in the trade here in Miles Plumley, who signed a four-year, fifty million dollar contract this past summer. Um, so he's in the first year of this deal, and the Bucks uh, had to make a trade after he's had many DNPs, coaches' decisions, and um, you know just. A large sum of his minutes have been taken away, and that's uh, due to the fact that the Bucks are just really not playing any traditional big men right now. Um, you know, Plumley unfortunately hasn't had a lot of success since Phoenix, his last year in Phoenix. Um, I mean, he showed a lot of nice glimpses as a as a as a guy who got an increased role uh, on on a struggling young team, and and then. He uh, was was sent to Milwaukee, and 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 he never really panned out there. Um, unfortunately, Jason Kidd, you know, never really found the minutes for him. Greg Monroe kind of coming in, uh, you know, John Hansen being there. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of uh, you know minutes. There's not a lot of minutes to be distributed there, so uh, we haven't really seen him take off. And so far this season, in 2016-17, uh, he's only been averaging 2.6 points per game. 1.7 rebounds per game. I mean, he's uh, his minutes have dropped from 14 to only nine this year. Uh, it's really not looking like he's a 50 million dollar player. So uh, he's obviously on his way out, and it looks like Milwaukee took it, uh, took back some short term deals. Uh, really tried to get rid of that money. Uh, seems like they regretted it pretty instantly. Or maybe they uh, knew all along that this would be a piece that they would trade. You know, a lot of teams with the with the CBA pushing the money up have been able to kind of pay some guys a little more than they'd like and 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 live with it because um, you know you look at teams like the Portland Trailblazers signing Alan Crabb to a five-year, seventy million dollar deal. That's a tradable contract, believe it or not, and. Um, for that reason, you know, they didn't see it as such a big risk taking on a guy who's young, knows how to shoot, you know, doesn't command the ball too much, knows how to create space. So that's kind of a, a player that any team could could really use. And um, in the case of Miles Plumley, you know, justifying his deal, um, probably not as valuable a piece as maybe an Allen Crabb, but uh, and then the numbers certainly wouldn't would indicate so. But Miles Plumlee is a shot blocker, a rim protector. He's a very athletic center, um, deceptively uh, high basketball IQ. Um, I think for 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 a guy his age, for for the for the limit of limited uh, opportunity that he's had, he's he's actually a really uh, really valuable bench player. And I think he wasn't used properly in Milwaukee. Um, and I think. If Charlotte wants to give him an increased role, maybe uh, bring him into the starting lineup at times. I know that Cody Zeller um, has has been, you know, exciting so far this season, but um, he's been very injury prone, and uh, I think that's worrying the 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 Hornets staff. And um, 
there's not a lot of uh, uh, of experience on the bench in Charlotte. Uh, so this is definitely um, a good move for them, I feel. Um, you know, Roy Hibbert was kind of brought in to replace Al Jefferson as that uh, traditional big, uh, which I'm not really sure why Charlotte wanted in the first place. Uh, it seems like they should have been celebrating about the fact that Al Jefferson was on his way out uh, and they got rid of him in a nice, clean way. Um, bringing in Roy Hibber never really made any sense to me. Uh, I feel like that was just a deal that was so um, insignificant, you know, money-wise to the, the Hornets. I mean, it was a it was a one-year, $5 million deal, pretty much uh, as good as you can get for a guy uh, with that much talent. But it's just not really panned out. I mean, his stats are just, they're not even worth mentioning. Um, the guy plays 16 minutes a game. Um, he's just not really a center that, that wins you any basketball games or really helps you out or in, in any way, really, um, at least yet. I mean, I, I think he's still got a few years to maybe adjust his game. But, um, he, I mean, he's in his 30s now. It's just... Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's you know, there's not a lot of value there. But at least his contract's up this year, so there's really no. You're taking this guy on for another three months, um, possibly. Uh, as for Spencer Hawes, um, you know, very similar story to Plumley. Actually, you know, kind of had a, a nice couple years. Spencer Hawes, uh, a much more uh, extended career, more of a veteran, but. Uh, had some really good years, I remember, on those uh, Philadelphia teams. Um, you know, just just after the Andre, the Andre Godala, Drew Holiday, Evan Turner, kind of uh, Elton Brand era, um, which was which was a, a, a feisty little eighth seed team. Spencer Hawes was uh, was kind of there in those we odd years uh, where they kind of just were waiting for Andrew Bynum to. F- to join the team. Now, a lot of people remember Andrew Bynum was technically on the Sixers um, just a few years ago, but Spencer Hawes really stepped in and, and was a really nice player and averaging 13 points per game, uh, eight rebounds, um, sort of did a lot of like what Ryan Anderson is revered for now, which is rebound the ball and shoot threes. Um, Spencer Hawes, a little bit more unique of a player, though, um, you know, and on and off the court. Uh, it holds some very interesting, <laughs> uh, surprising views. Um, but uh, we're not going to get into that. But um, I mean, and then he, he had a little bit of a, a stint in Cleveland, just, you know, 27 games. He was traded to Cleveland back in 2014 and then, um, you know, managed to keep, you know, putting up the same numbers that he did in Philadelphia. But then once he uh, once he signed a deal with the with the Clippers, um, it just went downhill from there, and he never was able to assert himself into the rotation there. So um, hasn't really changed since then. He went to Charlotte for two year a uh, year and a half. Didn't really um, do much. Didn't really uh, revamp his game. I mean, certainly he got more efficient. Uh, I think the, his time with the Clippers was just a disaster for him. Just felt like a wasted year. Maybe he was out of shape. Maybe something else um, was going on. But that year was just a really career career worst year. Point flat out. Um, so he, he he's still a useful player, and um, any, you know he's very lengthy. Um, you know 
surprisingly a really good rebounder still. Um, but it depends if you really want to give him minutes. And um, Milwaukee could probably use his floor spacing ability because even though he's not really that impressive of a shooter by today's standards, he's still a guy that stretches the floor of a hell of a lot more than Miles Plumley or even Greg Monroe and even John Henson for that matter. So that's something the Bucks really need, and I'm sure that's why they did this deal in the first place. I think Hibbert has really nothing to do with this. That's just something to make the money work. Um, as for Spencer Hawes, his, his current deal, I mean, he's just got a player's option next year for $6 million. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if he would take that. It depends um, how he clicks with Jason Kidd. I mean, I don't think Spencer Hawes is the kind of guy that would uh, – would necessarily stick around in a situation he doesn't enjoy. Um, I think that's a guy who, you know, wouldn't take long for him to pack his bags and maybe go overseas and play for a year or two, maybe figure things out. I feel like he's one of those guys that could very easily translate to the European or Chinese game, probably European, um, because of his shooting. But I, I just feel like... He's not going to stick around in Milwaukee with that player's option, so maybe the bu- the Bucks don't have to worry about him taking that. But even if he does, six million dollars is really like two million dollars a few years ago. I mean, that's really nothing. And uh, frankly, when you're when you're a team like Milwaukee, that's um, still got a little bit of time to you know sign guys like Jabari Parker, and 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 there's a bit of a time until Giannis's contract really kicks in. Um, I think, uh, you know, guy like Roy Hibbert exercising a player's option, it's whatever, you know. Take it or leave it. It doesn't really affect anything. He's not going to be commanding a lot of minutes, and if he does, he doesn't really merit them, so whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is certainly an interesting trade. Um, I'm, I'm glad that, that teams in the East seem to shake things up a lot more than teams in the West as far as trades go, especially mid-season trades. You never really see Western Conference teams pulling them off. Um, I'm not really sure why that is. Um, you know, it's interesting. Usually it's just teams at the bottom. It's not teams that are – like when's the last time you saw the Utah Jazz pull off a mid-season trade or, or, or a major one at least? I know they got uh, Shelvin Mack last year, but – that wasn't a major trade, especially before anyone even really was paying attention to Mac. Um, you know, the, the Houston Rockets, you know, the back in the day when they weren't so good, uh, the, the Pelicans, um, you never really see, like, these teams trying to make it to the playoffs, pull off these trades. Meanwhile, in the East, you see Orlando, Detroit. They're always making moves, um, you know, Boston's been at least rumored a lot. Uh, it just seems to happen, you know, these teams shake things up, and it's not always just the bottom two or three teams. Uh, so I, I, because I'm, I'm really, I love trades. I love seeing it happen. I think it needs to happen more. You know, I think a lot of teams now, um, and this has really been something that I think has been, uh, you know, it's been full throttle in the last few years is um, it's really apparent that a lot of GMs are, are scared and it's because we've seen a lot of uh, flack go to 
mistakes made by previous uh, GMs that most of those guys aren't around anymore, whether it's David Kahn, you know, drafting uh, two or three point guards in, in the in the lottery or in the first round of the 2009 draft, you know, passing up on Steph Curry twice. <laughs> and, you know, uh, we see these kind of things. We see the people the, making the, 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 the assumption that the, the Brooklyn Nets trade was like, you know, uh, was okay at the time. It really shows how crazy that was. People were actually saying, wow, this is a great trade for Brooklyn. Uh, they got a bunch of veterans. They're going to win championships. And now look what happens. And, you know, um, there's plenty of examples uh, of tr teams making huge mistakes. And I feel like it's we've reached a point where people are so scared of the hypercriticism that they're they're not ready to pull the trigger on a lot of guys and um i think that's a serious problem with our league right now and especially in the last you know little while and it's, it's it feels like it's been heating up even more because of uh the durant move to golden state you know it feels like a lot of teams don't really know what they're doing and it feels like this season is is really a trial season for a lot of teams trying to you know, see where things go and not really uh, taking the, 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 the step and just blowing things up and, and admitting defeat or, you know, and there's not a lot of teams that we can say are truly tanking. Even half, more than halfway through the season now, we, um, we don't really see that many teams that are, are, are committed to getting a draft pick. And this is probably the best draft in the last five years, um, give or take. So, I mean, we know that the, the, the Brooklyn Nets don't have their pick. They're trying to win, yet they have the worst record in the NBA by far with only nine wins. Um, the Sixers, uh, you can say what you want about their the, the 2016 portion of their season, but since the, the new year, they've been unbelievable, um, you know, Winning more games than the Cleveland Cavaliers in the month of January is just unbelievable. Um, that was so much fun watching the 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 way Philly played in the last few years with Robert Cov or in the last few weeks with Robert Covington, you know, Joel Embiid and 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 Ersan Eliasova and T.J. McConnell. It's it's just crazy what these what these guys these the energy these guys have it's so much fun to watch. Uh, Philly is definitely a league pass team now. It's it's crazy. I'm saying this. Even Nerlens Noel, who had a start against the Clippers in the month of January, where uh, Joel was was uh, out with a little minor injury. Very exciting. Looked like he had something to prove. That's a guy who should have been traded years ago, months ago at least. I mean, it, it, it's crazy that he's being wasted there, and, and the same goes for Okafor. I've talked about this a lot, so I'm not going to dive into it too much. But, you know, um, it, it was an exciting team. It was an exciting team. Not sure how I got here. I, I seem to have kind of stumbled off. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this, this, this back to this – this trade, I mean, uh, just to close out here, this 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 Bucks Hornets trade um, came at a good time. You know, both teams on some really significant losing streaks, especially Charlotte. Um, it's been rough, 
and uh, it's, it's, it seems like Cody Zeller was more more important to them than than most people thought because since he's been out, they really haven't been the same. And that I never I never really thought much of Cody Zeller. I'm not impressed with his career to you know so far being a fourth overall, 2013 draft pick. It's been four years now. I'm not really sure what I've seen. But he's seemed to have been a much better pick-and-roll player. Um, I like his speed. I like that he's wide. I think um, that's that's really good for a guy setting screens, getting guys open shots. One thing that's very interesting about Charlotte is, is uh, you know, I was told recently that they have the least amount of isolation plays um, of like any team in 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 the in recent NBA history. I mean, they just don't get any ISO plays, and it's the only time they do is when it's Kemba Walker and guy who's six foot tall, six one, whatever. Um, you know, uh, he's not going to always try to do that. It doesn't work unless you're Kyle Lowry and you think it's going to work. You got that delusion going. But uh, Kemba Walker seems to be more of a, a facilitator than that, and he he's a really good player. Nick Batum, uh, it, you know, when he moved to Charlotte from from Portland, I, I assumed he would take a more of a leadership role, more of a a, a number two option role, and. He's been really good there, and, and, and I like what he's done. Um, he's fit in a lot better than he did in Portland. He seems to be a lot happier, too. But uh, he, he's not really that fierceful number two option. Um, and it feels like that's kind of what Charlotte needs. Um, bit of what we're seeing in Washington, where John Wall is fully ready to you know, take his team to a top three, top four seed in the Eastern Conference. But uh, whether it's Bradley Beal, Otto Porter, all these guys, they're either trying and they're not quite there yet in the case of Otto Porter, or they're just not showing up, don't really seem to be clicking and uh, have a bad attitude like Bradley Beal. Um, Same thing's kind of happening in Charlotte, although I think there's a better collectiveness here. These guys seem to to play well together, and they've got a really nice balance of, of young players. Um, it's a very young team when you look at it top to bottom. Their age really just comes from how many guys they have that are kind of like right in the, the middle of their careers. They don't really have any actual old guys, um, which is interesting. So I like this team, um, and I think bringing in Miles Plumley is really good for them. Uh, I don't know how long Cody Zeller is going to be out, but Miles Plumley is, is a very good guy for experimentation with an offense, um, he's always going to be reliable on the defensive end, I think, as a center. What more could you really want out of a center, um, you know, especially a backup? So this is really good for Charlotte. Milwaukee, I don't really see them using Roy Hibbert much at all. Uh, I doubt he'll play much this season. If he does, it's only because Milwaukee will have admitted defeat and will be rolling out, uh, you know, crappy lineups to drag out the rest of this miserable season that is, uh, again, flooded with losing games. Um, As for Spencer Hawes, again, like I said earlier, his shooting is an asset, definitely on a team that has no shooting whatsoever, Um, especially with Chris Middleton being out. 
Um, but if he's not going to click with Jason Kidd, which has kind of been the story for most big men in and out of Milwaukee, then uh, it's not going to happen. So uh, that's really something I can't comment on. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't know uh, what is the relationship between Jason Kidd and Spencer Hawes, but I hope it's a good one. He seems to be making most of the calls. I'm, I, I'm speaking of Jason Kidd. Uh, so so I don't think that deal would go through if he wasn't at least somewhat interested in uh, working something out with these guys. So I look forward to seeing how that works out. I think Miles Plumley's a really good ad. I think that's probably the my, my, my favorite part of this whole deal. And um, I'm glad that it's sparking up the, the conversation of trades and trade, you know, rumors. Uh, because now it's, you know, we're about three weeks away from the NBA trade deadline. Um, All-Star weekend is approaching. So, you know, finally we're, we're out of this kind of the, the, the winter blues of, of the NBA season. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, things get more exciting, which I, I, I'm, I'm really happy to see. Um, so thanks for listening, guys. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud. Um, I'll be working around... I'm creating a new outlet for uh, uploading podcasts. You know, SoundCloud, I haven't been super happy with, obviously with them changing a little bit of their uh, their game plan and how they're going to uh, initiate users, uh, you know, switching to more of a, a, a pay-first platform. I'm not really sure if that's what I really want my podcast on, um, you know, I, I want to keep putting it on iTunes. I want to keep trying to put it on put it on YouTube. I still want to put it on SoundCloud just so it's there. But I think I'm going to be exploring some other options, possibly Podbean. Um, if if you guys like Podbean or if you like any other um, major podcasting apps or, or or services, and you'd like to recommend that I use that for you, if that's something that you think is really popular and you think I should, uh, you know, use to get a bigger outreach, let me know. Um, and um, I'll definitely be uh, taking a couple notes down, seeing which one is the best for what I'm trying to do and uh, take it from there. So make sure that you subscribe for now on um, iTunes, SoundCloud. You can find it all, Six Year Stint NBA Podcast. Um, like us on Facebook. You can also follow us at Six Year Stint on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, guys. 